0: we're gonna talk about whether an irrevocable trust can be changed or amended. I'm Paul Rabelais, I'm an estate planning attorney. I help our clients all around uh, the state of great state of Louisiana you know, put their legal affairs in order. And um, happy to be sharing this topic. I think a lot of people get confused. So let's just jump right in. All trusts that exist, they can be classified as either revocable, that's a word that starts with the letter R, or they can be classified as irrevocable, that starts with the letter I. Now, it's not quite that clear cut, and so um, let's keep going. Now, the, the primary reason or the most popular reason people create a revocable trust, starts with the letter R, is to avoid probate because assets in their trust, they get to control everything for the rest of their lives. But when they die, because their assets are in a trust and the assets aren't in their name, the assets don't have to go through a court supervised process to be dispersed. Trust assets avoid that process. And perhaps a family member you named as the successor trustee of your trust can disperse assets immediately to your beneficiaries without going through the kind of uh, lawyer involvement and, and government uh, intrusion that many people perceive a probate process to be. But that's there's a lot written and said about using revocable trust to avoid probate. That's not the topic of this podcast. So irrevocable trusts are really created for many, many, many different reasons. and there's no way I can give you an exhaustive list. But sometimes they're set up to avoid taxes. Sometimes they're set up to a- avoid the, the problem of, you know, if I get sued, I don't want to lose everything I have. Sometimes they're used for, if I go to a nursing home, I don't want to be forced to consume all of my assets on my long-term care expensive expenses. Expensive expenses. Now, the word irrevocable, scares many people but quite frankly it may not need to be that scary people think irrevocable can't change it i'm fixed what if there's a change in our family circumstances Um, then we're stuck with this irrevocable trust so what may lead people to believe that it shouldn't be so scary is that a person can establish a trust that is titled irrevocable but within that trust, they reserve the right to modify certain terms of the trust after the trust is created. So let me give you an example. Let's say a parent, and we're gonna call that parent the settlor. Um, He is the person who set up that trust. All right, so now I'm back. I paused this um, podcast for just a minute and I'm back. I think I'm picking up where I left off. So let me give you an example. Uh, let's say a parent who will call as the settlor of the trust. All trusts have a settlor, and uh, you know, probably easiest way to explain that is the settlor is the person who set up the trust. Um, sometimes that's called a grantor or a trustor. So the parent, as the settlor, setting up the trust, um, provides in the trust, uh, you know, provides that. Um, the parent is gonna transfer certain assets to the trust. Those assets might be cash or investments or real estate. It really doesn't matter for purposes of what we're discussing here. And then in the trust, the parent provides or the trust provides that uh, the parent names, I'll call him X as the trustee of the trust. So X might be the parent himself or it might be an adult child of the parent or it might be some other third party. It might be a corporate trustee And then in the trust, the parent designates that Y and Z, those two people, Y and Z, are the principal beneficiaries of the trust. And then the trust instrument further provides that the trustee can make distributions during the settlor's life to a principal beneficiary. And then the trust provides that when the settlor dies, the trust will terminate and the trust assets will be dispersed to those principal beneficiaries. And then in the trust instrument, again, it's an irrevocable trust, but it goes on to provide that, and I'm just uh, making up a couple of provisions that a settlor might want to reserve the right to modify. But in this particular example, the irrevocable trust provides that the settlor can replace the trustee. You may remember, The settlor originally named X as the trustee, but the settlor reserved the right to change who the trustee is. And then perhaps even the settlor may reserve the right to change who the principal beneficiaries are. Initially, they said X and Y are the principal beneficiaries to receive the trust assets when the settlor dies. But maybe in that irrevocable trust, the settlor reserved the right to modify that. Now you have an irrevocable trust where the settlor, the parent, has expressly reserved the right to modify certain provisions of the trust, yet there are some provisions that cannot, under any circumstances, be modified. So this there's been a, a somewhat of a gradual change over the last couple of decades with irrevocable trusts. You know, back in the 1990s, Most irrevocable trusts were set up to avoid estate tax. And the reason most irrevocable trusts back in the 90s were set up to avoid estate tax was because the estate estate tax exemption was $600,000. So when somebody died, you added up everything that they owned that was in their estate And if it was more than $600,000, there would would be an estate tax, which would be up to 55% of the fair market value of those assets in their estate, at least the assets that exceeded $600,000. Now, so people set up irrevocable trusts to move assets out of their estate into those irrevocable trusts where the assets in the irrevocable trust, if all done properly, were not subject to the gift or estate tax when the settlor passed away. However, in those trusts that were set up to avoid estate tax, the settlor almost never reserved the right to modify any trust provisions for fear that the trust assets would get clawed back into the taxable estate of the settlor. Our, our estate and gift tax laws um, were, uh, were were and still are set up in a way that um, a a settlor uh, really is is not to have any control over those assets after they're put in a trust. But today, with an estate tax exemption of not $600,000 anymore, today the estate tax exemption is $11.4 million. In fact, it's really twice that for, for married couples. It's pretty simple for married couples to exempt two times the $11.4 million because each spouse has An $11.4 million exemption. And we have something now called portability that makes it easy for for married couples to exempt two times the tax. So getting and keeping assets out of the estate for estate tax purposes is nowhere near the issue it once was. So now irrevocable trusts are set up for other reasons. And sometimes they're set up for tax purposes. But sometimes they're set up with the primary purpose being, if I get sued, I don't want to lose my assets because someone sued me and obtained a judgment against me. We're in a very litigious society, so you know I've I've gotten a lot of calls lately about um, from from friends and colleagues and clients and others who because something happened or because of some worry, um, they're worried they're gonna lose everything. And so um, sometimes people set up trusts uh, in order to avoid losing assets in case they get sued. And then some people set up trusts so that um, if they need long-term care and must reside in a nursing home in the future, they don't lose all of their assets due to a nursing home stay. But when when you're taking advantage of what opportunities you have to tr- and you do it timely and you follow the rules, um, you need to be very careful because because the wording in in those trusts and the actions that you take and the timeliness of them, all that needs to be all that's really important. Depending upon what kind of Controls you you need or want to have, depending upon what kind of protections you want to have in place, and depending upon what your kind of overall estate planning goals and objectives are, when you put something like this in place. So the the wording and the controls that you have can have uh, you know a significant impact on what kind of protections that you have whether those are tax protections, lawsuit protections, or nursing home protections. So the summary is an, an irrevocable trust um, may not need to be, or may not, yeah, may not be as scary as it first sounds, but you need to tread very carefully and understand there's so many ramifications based on what uh, powers you have and reserve in any type of, of trust instrument. So hope that helps. Um, bottom line here, people are out there setting up irrevocable trusts with the right to reserve or modify right to modify uh, certain provisions of the trust and still get the protections that they want to have but need to get good help make sure you do it right. So you've you know you've worked your whole lifetime to, you know, to earn what you have. Now it's time to, to put the necessary protections in place. Hope that helps. I'm Paul Rambling. Have a great day.